the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We can't reach up to God. No matter how hard we try, and no matter what we do, we can never reach up. We can't, we can't climb high enough to get up to God. We, we, can't, we can't build something big enough or do things that are big enough. We can't earn our way to heaven. We, we can never be good enough to make it. We always come up short. You know, Isaiah 64, 6 says that our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. Since sin entered the world in the Garden of Eden, mankind has tried to become like God. The serpent lied to Eve and said that she would be like God if she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the same is true today. While our mindset may not be that we want to be like God, but our actions would convey that type of feeling. But in doing so, we forget who God is. God is perfect, loving, holy, and kind. We can rest in the knowledge that God is God, and He will take care of us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. It's here at Babel that mankind rejects God's command, rejects God's agenda, rejects God's authority, and tries to create a society without God. And since Genesis chapter 11, mankind has attempted to create countries and governments and societies that exclude God and exalt mankind. And this rebellion that we see here against God's authority, uh, the Bible tells us it's going to reach its highest point in human history in the last days under the Antichrist. The Antichrist, of course, is this world leader who will come on the scene and the Antichrist will unite all of the world governments and create one world government and one world system that will be under his authority and God's authority will be rejected. And what, what started here at Babel will find its, its greatest reality, its fullest reality under the Antichrist in the last days. And that's where things are moving in the world. They're moving toward that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, it says of the Antichrist, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. So the Antichrist will create a, a world government that excludes God, and the Antichrist will exalt himself 
And mankind will be exalted under this, this, this system that will be created. Where now man replaces God and rules without God. And we already, we already see that at work in the world, right? I mean, the Bible tells us the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in, in the world. We, we, we already see God being pushed out of societies. We already see God being pushed out of, of government. God pushed out of, of public life. God's commands pushed out. God's commands pushed aside. It all begins back in Genesis chapter 11. Now, what it says here, too, in Genesis chapter 11 is also true for individual people, right? There are, there are people uh, who, who try to live their life without God, who reject God's authority, who reject God's word, reject God's standards, and they try to just live entirely for themselves, just as, as it says here, you know, let us make a name for ourselves. There are people who live that way, that want nothing to do with God, Nothing to do with God's commands or honoring God or, 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 or keeping God in their life. They just want to live for themselves and make a name for themselves. Human nature hasn't changed since the Tower of Babel. Man still rebels against God. Man still rebels against his word. Man still wants to make his own rules. Man still wants to be his own his own God, and live a life without God. That hasn't changed. You know, in many ways, Babel is the opposite of the kingdom of God. This is a different kingdom here. We're, you know, we're part of the kingdom of God. God has called us out of the world and into his kingdom. This is a, this is a different kingdom here. The kingdom of God is different. You know, in, in Babel, Babel was man-centered, as Christians, we're Christ-centered. Our identity is in Christ. Our life is hid in Him. Jesus is preeminent in all things. We, we don't seek self-exaltation. We seek to exalt Christ. We don't seek to make a name for ourselves in this world. We seek to make the name of Jesus Christ famous in this world. You know, we're not, we're not looking for, we don't desire a city for ourselves in this world. Hebrews 13, 14 says, for here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. The new Jerusalem, where we will dwell with God and we will be his people and he will be his God. That's the city we're looking for. We're not, we're not looking for a great city in this world. We're not looking to be exalted in this world. We're looking for the next, the city that is to come. So Babel is significant because it's here where mankind for the first time excludes God and exalts himself and tries to build a society like that. The second reason the Tower of Babel is significant is because this marks the beginning of false religion and idolatry in the world. This marks the beginning of false religion and idolatry in the world. Man rejects God's way, and now he creates his own way. He builds a tower up to heaven. He creates his own religion. He creates his own way to heaven. He doesn't need God's way now. Uh, in Revelation 17.5, 
Babylon is referred to as the mother of harlots because she's the mother of false religions and religious systems. This is where false religion begins. This is where false religious systems begin in the world. And again, since Genesis chapter 11, people have rejected God's way and tried to create their own way. People have been creating their own religious system and their own religious beliefs and their own way to heaven. If you ask, if you ask people on the street, I mean, you know, and say six feet away from them, of course, but if you ask people on the street, how do you get to heaven? Number one, you're going to find most people believe there is a heaven. Number two, you're going to find most people believe they're going to heaven. <laughs> but number three, you're going to find a wide variety of answers of how you get to heaven. People have all kinds of different ideas about how you, you, you get to heaven. They've created their own way, their own religious system. And it all began here at the Tower of Babel. Now, just to be clear, the Bible tells us that there is only one way to heaven, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way that God has provided. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only path that leads to God. But, but people reject God's way. People say, well, that's too narrow. Well, that's not fair. And they create their own way, their own system, their own belief system about salvation. And that's what people did at Babel. They, they created their own way to heaven by way of this tower that they created up to heaven. Now, the, by, by the way, just to give you some kind of background on this, uh, these, these, this tower that's referred to here, they're, they're known as, uh, it's known as a ziggurat. A, a ziggurat. It looks, it, it's similar to a, a pyramid, like the pyramids in Egypt. It resembles that. And archaeologists have found over 30 of these ziggurats in the land of Babylon, in modern-day Iraq. Even after the Tower of Babel, they continue to build these, these towers up to heaven, and they have found the ruins of over 30 of them in the land of Babylon. I have a picture for you of just two of them, just to give you kind of an idea. If you want to bring up that first picture for me of what they looked like. This is just a part of it that's left, uh, just so you can see. So they built these towers all over the land of Babel, these places of of worship that they believed that they could now worship God and ascend up to heaven uh, through these towers. And there is one tower in particular that archaeologists have discovered in Babylon that most archaeologists believe is the Tower of Babel or the ruins of the Tower of Babel. Ancient writings, it's referred to, it's known as the Tower of Babel. It's also referred to as the Tower of Nimrod. If you remember in chapter 10, we were told that Nimrod built the city of Babel. And so it's called the Tower of Nimrod. It's also referred to as the Tower of Tongues or the Tongue Tower because of what takes place there in Genesis chapter 11. Now, why do they think this is the Tower of Babel? Well, because when they excavated this tower, Back in the first part of the 20th century, they found many artifacts that indicate that this is the Tower of Babel, including one artifact in particular. They found this stone, uh, and it's called a steel, 
uh, and this is called this is known as the Tower of Babel steel. You can see kind of the outline of a person. Uh, there's a, there's carvings on it, and there's an inscription on it. It actually has three pieces to it. They just have the two pieces here. This is what's on the stone. That's Nebuchadnezzar. That's a carving of Nebuchadnezzar. That's a picture of the Tower of Babel. They found this in the Tower of Babel, the picture I showed you previously. The inscription on this stone is from Nebuchadnezzar. And in the inscription, Nebuchadnezzar identifies that place as the Tower of Babel. And Nebuchadnezzar says that he completed the building of the Tower of Babel and repaired it. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. He says, in fact, it says that he completed it, raising it to the heavens. Just as it says here in Genesis chapter 11. And so again, we see that when when we're looking at the Bible, even in Genesis, we are talking about real people and real events and real history. This isn't made up stories. This isn't myth or fairy tales. It's real people, real stories, real history. So now look at the text again. Verse 3. Verse 3 gives us some um, kind of subtle but important details here. It says in verse 3 that they built the city and the tower from baked bricks, which were strong like stone. And then it says they used asphalt or tar for, for mortar. Now, asphalt is the same as pitch. And if you remember when Noah built the ark, remember he covered it inside and outside with pitch. Do you remember why he did that? To waterproof the ark. To make the ark waterproof. So they used pitch to build the city and pitch to build the tower. And so they they made this city as strong as possible and they waterproofed it. And why do you think they did that? Why would they waterproof the city? In case God judges them again with a flood. (laughs) Do 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 you see the defiance here on the part of man? God has said, go fill the earth. And, God, and man gets to shine and says, no, we're going to stay right here and we're going to build ourselves a city and we're going to build a tower up to heaven and we're going to waterproof it. Just in case. You know, it's as if they're shaking their fist at God and say, give it, give it your best shot, God. Go ahead and try and flood us again. We'll be ready this time. You know, so, so you know, Babel and later on Babylon uh, 
in the scriptures symbolizes just a system that is defiant and rebellious against God and God's authority and a system that exalts mankind. So they build this city, uh, not on rock and roll, but they built this city, the city of Babel, and they built this tower, this kind of this monument to their greatness, right? They're going to make a name for themselves on the earth, you know, exhibiting their greatness on the earth. Now look at verse 5, look at God's response. I love this. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. I, I hope you see the irony in this. Here they've built this great city. They've built this tower up to heaven. We've made a name for ourselves in this world. We've, we've shown our greatness. And God has to come down just to see it. Right? He's, he's got he's to descend, you know, and condescend down to see this great tower that they've built up to heaven. It's like me or you, like looking at an ant on the ground. Like, what do you got down there? You know, let me see this thing that you've built. It just reminds us that we can't reach up to God. No matter how hard we try. And no matter what we do. We can never reach up. We can't can't climb high enough to get up to God. We, we We can't build something big enough or do things that are big enough. We can't earn our way to heaven. We, we can never be good enough to make it. We always come up short. You know, Isaiah 64, 6 says that our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. Not our unrighteousness, but our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. The absolute best that we can offer to God is like filthy rags to him. And the only way we can reach God is if God comes down to us. That's the only way is if God comes down to us. And that's exactly what God did in the person of Jesus Christ. God came down to us. He came down to our level. He he condescended to us and he became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says God was manifested in the flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us the reason that Jesus Christ came down from heaven to the earth and became a man was to take away our sins. 1 John chapter 3, verse 5 says, And you know he, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sins. This is why Jesus Christ came down. To take away our sins. And the way that Jesus takes away our sins is through the cross. By dying on the cross for our sins, in our place, as our substitute. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And Jesus died for us in our place. For our sins on the cross. And then he rose again from the dead on the third day. And through his death and resurrection, we have forgiveness, the forgiveness of our sins, and we have eternal life. Jesus came down from heaven so that he could take us up to heaven with him one day. And listen to what it says in Romans chapter 10. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that that we preach. 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. We don't have to ascend up to heaven. Praise the Lord for that. We, we don't have to try to reach up to him somehow through our works. He came down to us. And now salvation is as simple as believing in your heart and confessing in your mouth. Believing what? Believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried and that he was resurrected from the dead and confessing it with your mouth, confessing the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart. And salvation is as simple as faith in Christ's death and resurrection and confession with your mouth that he is your Lord. He's your master. God made salvation as accessible as possible for us. We don't have to work for it. You don't have to build anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You know, you, 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 can, you can get saved. You can have salvation. You can have your sins forgiven. Just, you know, just right where you're sitting. I mean, for me, I, I, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ in my bedroom. Right next to my bed. Just got down on my knees, my wife and I together. And received Christ and received salvation. You can be anywhere. You don't have to do anything or work or build or. See, his desire is for us to be saved. He wants us to be saved. He wants to forgive our sins. That's why he came down. That's why he left heaven and came down to our level. Now, again, to use that illustration of an ant. I mean, it's like you becoming an ant. And dying for all the ants. So they can be saved. God and his greatness and his glory and his majesty. He left all of that. And he humbled himself and he became a man. And he offered himself as a sacrifice for our sins. And he died a humiliating death on the cross so that we might be saved. So that now all we have to do is believe on him and confess with our mouth that he's Lord. And we can have salvation Now, verse six says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do now that they're united. Now that they're one. This is what they do with their unity. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Verse seven, come Let us, we see the plurality of the Godhead here, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us go down. You know, I think think there's also some some satire here. Remember, man was saying, let us build a city. Now God, the Godhead is saying, let us go down. (laughs) And there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. You know, unity is a good thing. And unity is is virtuous, but not without God and not without a godly standard governing that group that's unified. Yeah.
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how He interacts and intercedes with those He's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together, after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, We'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.